This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Businesses need to think beyond today. That's why ADP uses data-driven insights to design HR solutions to help your business find more success tomorrow. HR, time, talent, benefits, payroll. ADP, always designing for people. It's a very good evening, morning, afternoon. Another edition of the Revs Report following the international break. Um, If you'll guess this evening, so let's start with the introduction. Um, He's the yin to my yang and co-presenter, Steve Andrews. Steve, how are you? Good morning. I'm very well. Just gave me, uh, just seeing Muskies out at garage, ready for tomorrow morning to get to work. Yeah, um, it's it, it's Wednesday evening. It's about 20 past seven and it's snowing like mad in, uh, yeah. in Barnsley. So, um, also with us, a blogger, vlogger, all around nice guy and um, a bit of a regular at the moment, isn't he? It's Ian from the Tykes blog. Ian, what's the weather like uh, where you are? Uh, not as bad as what you've got. A bit of a flurry, but quite disappointing, really. But evening, chaps. And joining us as well. Um, he, he's the voice of, one of the voices, should I say, of South Yorkshire football. Uh, All-round nice guy. It's Adam Oxley joining us. Adam, evening. Good evening. How are we, chaps? Yeah. Um, a little bit nervous. Are we allowed to say this? Um, We've done this before, Carlo. Don't get nervous about it, mate. We're all right. <laughs> Listen, we might as well start. Um, big game coming up. Um, and I'll show you. Watch this. Is this working? Oh, it's your new toy. You ain't playing it, again. There we go. Um, I don't know if you can see that. Yep. Um, yep. That's the situation. And that's the championship table at the moment. 21st Reading, 33 points. 22nd is Bandley on 28 points. Um Adam, let's start with you. Uh, last match before the international break was the uh, the, the South Yorkshire, uh, it was the South Yorkshire derby, wasn't it? Um, does this international break come at a bad time for Barnsley after you know obviously losing that match and then having a couple of weeks off, or was it time that maybe they regrouped and 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 you know then go for the for the final blast of the season? Possibly so. I, I think if you look at look at that last game, by all accounts, it was disappointing from the Reds. I mean, it's yeah. been hit and miss for the last few weeks and month or so for Barnsley, which is better than miss. 
which it has been for most of the season. So, you know, the fact that Barnsley have managed to pull together a few points, form-wise, not in the bottom three, you know, a little bit ahead of that. Um, I think Poya Ashbagi finally getting a few results together, then you could probably look at it both ways. I think probably it is a good time to to have a little bit of a rest and a recharge, particularly after how that Sheffield United game panned out and with the situation in the league with um, how close things are, really. Um, Barnsley have given themselves a shout of staying up. And I think when you've only won a couple of games in nearly 30 for all season. That's all that people could really have asked for. So hopefully the players, you know, a couple of players that have been away come back. Great to see Callum Styles starting for, for Hungary last night. Hopefully that'll give him a, a bit of a boost. Um, but as has proved over recent weeks, it just purely depends on Saturday, which Barnsley team turns up. Yeah. Um, Ian, if we go back 365 days after the end of the um well, what was a break last season? We were all saying we can do the playoffs here. The, the way we're going, the way we're going to do the playoffs here. A year later, we're talking about we could possibly stay in this division. Um, is this, it, can you put your finger on where it's gone? Because all season it's been, you know, dreadful, can we say? As Baggy's got, uh, seems to have a starting formation and a starting 11 that, that gets some of the results. Will that be enough, do you think? If you're asking me where's it all gone wrong, how long have you got? Um, I think poor pre-season, Shop wasn't the right manager, uh, poor transfer window. But I think, leapfrogging to what you said then, I think Asbagi has finally found his main 11 or 12. He's found a system. The players are buying into it. They've shown a bit of spirit. Is it too... Too late, I'm not sure, but I think that break was 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 needed. I think they played a number of games, hadn't they? Uh, three in a week. And they just needed a bit of a just put the foot on the ball and just have a bit of a breather. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's weird, isn't it, to think this time last year we were um, we were predicting whether we're getting the playoffs. It can uh, it can change a lot in a year, Steve. Um, Adam mentioned Callum Styles, born and bred in Bury, representing his native Hungary. Uh, listen, well done to the lad. We we remember bringing him in as it was a 17-year-old from, from Bury and he was sort of on the fringes of, of doing big things. That'll be a boost, won't it? Because we need players like Styles to drag us over the line and stay in this division. So surely that's an advantage. He's made his full international debut, played really well by all accounts as well. Um, that, that Will that help badly, you reckon? Yeah, I think it will. I mean, all well and good to it, lad. I mean, he's got to be absolutely buzzing. Who wouldn't be? Um, whether there is tenuous links for him to play with Hungary, you know, you can't knock him if he's got if he's got a chance. If any footballer's got a chance to play international football, whether it's the great grandmother's dog's second whatever, <laughs> you know, it, it, it don't matter. You've got chance to play international football, and if you get to a, a major competition. You're going to be playing, no matter who you play for, you're going to be playing against best players in the world. So that is such a buzz for him. And yeah, I think coming back to us for Saturday, well, it's, it's got to be a bonus, got to be a plus. Problem is, there's the other 10 that has got to sort of step up and and try and, you know, drag us drag us through, like you say. And yeah, Poyer seems to know his, his best 11, best 12, if that. 
But let's face it, after that, we are sadly lacking in in anything coming off bench. Um, you look at you look at what benches bench has been for the last couple of games and whereas it gets to 60, 65 minutes and we're all going, oh, is he going to bring a sub on, bring a sub on, swap him, swap that, swap other. As soon as board goes up, you're going, oh, Christ, why can't you just leave it as it is? And that, yeah. that again, to me, is is something that's fundamentally wrong at the minute. Yeah, and I, I think any any autopsy that will need to be done after our faith has, if faith has been decided. Um, strengthened up is something, and, and that refers back to sort of, I think, the summer period, especially when all the signings in the summer really have, have disappointed, should we say, and some have gone out on loan without even really playing for us. Um, look ahead at Saturday then. Um, it goes, uh, it's, it's the alumni launch at Barnsley, legends coming onto the pitch, creating that big atmosphere. And... Um, Let's hope it's better than last time we did something like this. If you cast your mind back to September 2017, the 130th anniversary, and we played Aston Villa, uh, we lost 3-0. Um, people talk about home advantage. Adam, with the pressure on both teams, and especially the, obviously the Barnsley fans in there, is it an advantage to play at home? Or is, 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 is being above Barnsley and not having that, that pressure, probably better for Reading. Because I don't know if you can talk about home advantage in these sort of matches, because the expectation is so high. I think it has to be, quite simply, because that's that's what Barnsley have got this weekend. I mean, I've, like you gentlemen, will have lost track of the countless Saturday afternoon games at Oakwell, where you've gone with, with plenty of hopes and expectations of, of, of a performance being delivered, and it not happening. I've, I've always tended to find, I've been covering Barnsley now for knocking on 14 years, and night games, for some reason, just tend to deliver a bit more than Saturday. Saturdays always seem to be a little bit flat. So, for me, this Saturday, the, the, the crowd have got to be up for it. The, the players have, have got to be up for it. And there is an opportunity there. I've had some conversations um, around Rotherham this week, who've been top of League One for a long time. They're the team that are there to be shot at. And Reading right now are the team that are in position to stay up. They're the team looking over the shoulders. I don't think anybody at the minute still believes Barnsley are going to do it. Um, I think it's more hope than expectation. And I think with the fact that Reading have had, like Barnsley and like Peter, have had loads of opportunities recently to put a few wins together to claw themselves away. And they haven't managed to do that. If I'm ready and I'm looking at this fixture and, and and being worried, really, whereas if I'm Barnsley, I'm thinking, yeah, we lost the South Yorkshire derby. Sheffield United have been um, in better form under Paul Heckingbottom. Somebody clearly, Barnsley know a heck of a, a loss about anyway. But before that, managed to pick up a couple of wins, managed to demonstrate that there is a little bit of fight in there, managed to demonstrate in somebody like Carlton Morris, that there's a few goals in uh, Bassey and Keener and others, that, that there is a bit of creativity in Wolf, that there's somebody there that people can get behind. So, yeah, I, you know, is there a home advantage? <laughs> Both teams have been struggling, so you can argue not. What I would say is that Barnsley have to have a home advantage on Saturday, and that is on everyone. That's on coach, that's on players, that's on fans, and that's on those returning legends to try and instill a little bit of um, belief and some uh, harping back to some yesteryears that might just inspire people a little bit more, even if it's not on the pitch, but certainly off the pitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you mentioned some of the, the players there. Uh, Michal Halleck's come back with Poland. They've qualified. Um, 
just try and put in words, Ian, how important the uh, parties, especially between Helic and Anderson, how, how important it is for us to have any sort of chance. I know we need to score goals on the other side, but defensively, um, those two in the running for player of the year, if there is such a thing this season? I think so, yeah. I, I, I probably picked, I was thinking about this the other week. Um, Collins would have been up there. He had a bit of a dodgy spell, I think it was it January time, but generally he's had a good season. Helic and Anderson, I would put Morris, and I know it's been an injury hit season, but you look at him and he is quality in this team. And you could see other clubs would be sniffing around him potentially in the window in the summer. Um, and then the two loanees who've come in, I know it probably sums up the season that, that somebody who comes in in January, by nearly April, you could be thinking the player of the season in Bassey. But that's that's the way it's been, hasn't it? But yeah, Helican Anderson, definitely. I think, uh, when was it? Uh, these recent, gone five unbeaten at home now. And some of them games, like against Middlesbrough, when they dug in, um, there was a few of them games where I thought Anderson, his positioning was superb. Uh, they won all the aerial battles. Um, so those two, yeah. They, well, one, they've got to stay fit, which hopefully they will. Uh, but they seem to have just struck up a really good partnership, those two. And I think Helic has helped Anderson come through to be the player he is today. Yeah. Um, obviously, Anderson, captain. Um, Steve, um, if, if I take your mind back two, three months ago, there was a lot about the owners out, demonstrations, liars being handed out. Then the results started sort of going our way again. And that all seems to be very, very quiet. Today, the news that the same consortium have bought a, a small stake in Kaiserslautern, I believe. In I've ordered my shirt, don't worry. Shirt's <laughs> on its way. Um, is, is there, is there a, 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 a danger? That obviously, we, we're just one of, of, of sort of like many clubs. Now, most of the clubs that this consortium owns are not having, a, you know, a really great sort of season. Now, the fears are, are struggling. Um should we be worried about that, about fans, or should we only sort of worry about the things that we can influence, which is sort of getting behind the team? Because it seems to have gone really quiet again, hasn't it, about the, the Conway out and, and, and all this. Or, or do you feel that it's still, you know, maybe after the season's gone to have some honest conversations about, you know, the club, where they want to go, and, and, and is the, the, the formula, you know, the DNA that they've got to place, is that working? I think, first and foremost... I think we've got to realise that as fans, what we say makes very, 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 very little difference to what the consortium thinks and does. Um, I've said it, said it from day one. They run it as a business. And if you look at it as a business, they're actually running it really well. Whether you agree with it or not, they are running it really well. You know, we don't owe anybody any money or very little money. Uh, they've got us through COVID. Um, we kept hold of as best players from last season, which everybody said they wanted to do. So if you look at it from that side, you can't really say they've done anything wrong. But obviously you look at it from a fan's side. Um, have they got the fingers in too many pies? How can, how can, is it eight clubs they've got bits in now? How, how can you have interests in that many different football clubs you know what happens if and you know i wish i wish that we all were in europe 
and we all end up playing it ended up playing each other in, in a european competition surely there's got to be a conflict of interest somewhere um and i just think if you've got that many clubs you don't concentrate on one in particular you just you're just dabbling you do you know what i mean you just you're just playing at it for me you're just playing at it um if they wanted to really push the boat out they'd probably have one or two clubs and make those clubs the best they could possibly be because that's where they're going to get the business returns from the money from and etc et like that yeah whereas you have a you have a few bits and bats in a few clubs and to me i just i just can't see how it can work I think the, the positive thing out of this is um, if you look at Matty Wolf, he went out alone to a proper team playing men's football out with Asbjörg and he's come back and he didn't really need to settle in. And they have talked about some of those promising sort of under 23 players rather than sending them out to, you know, a lower division team that have got, you know, I don't know, 150 people and dog coming to watch them in a proper stadium against seasoned professionals that will get them more match ready in championship. Yeah, players. I totally and, agree. And, and yeah. I think in the case of Matty Wolf, we've seen that because he's come in. You mentioned Keenan Bassi earlier, uh, Ian and Steve, or whoever wants to answer. He's made a real difference because we've been talking about a midfield sort of issue for quite some time. And Matty Wolf's come in um, and... Um, made a claim to be on that team sheet without any doubts. Ian, you go first, then Adam. No, I agree. He had a um, uh, couple of. It was a rocky game, wasn't there, where he got uh, was it at Derby where he got booked early on, and then he, he. I mean, don't get me wrong. Apart from Morris, the rest of them were had an appalling day that day. But um, he's still learning, so you know he, he can be prone to a bit of a reckless challenge. But I, I do like him. I think he, him, and Gomez work well. He's um, he's got the physique. He doesn't do anything over spectacular. He doesn't. He keeps it simple, and he um, he gets the ball and he recycles it a lot quicker. And I think that's where the front and I, I call the front four with Bassi, Queener, Styles, and Morris. He gives it them. Let them do the damage. Um, so he, for me, should be playing uh, or starting every week. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> A lot to be made about uh, the under-23s and Will Hundermark, uh, which, which still proves to be a bit of an enigma. We've seen him playing in midfield. People were raving about what they've seen, and, and now we're hearing that he's being um, trained as a, as a centre-back, if, 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 if I'm right. Um, Adam, any mention in, in press conference about Hundermark? Because and, and, he's always on the bench, but it, it, he's one of those, a bit like Odor was towards the end of last season, like always on the bench, but never really... Plays. What, what have has he said anything as Baggy about Hundermark at all? Well, he's only said bits and pieces about him. I mean, in, in, in truth, we've not seen a, a massive amount of him, and the bits that we have seen of him, he's he's looked useful. But I think the the point around this is that there's a lot of young players that we've we've just talked about. That there's a lot of expectation on their shoulders, and when players aren't delivering and the team's not performing, you start looking at people like Hondamark and thinking, oh, can he do this? Can he do that? Well, you know, the, the bits that we've seen, yes, he's promising. Has he set the world alight? No, but he's looked good and promising. But I think it all comes down to the fact that, you know, we're having these conversations about Hondamark and Wolf and, and a few others just shows you the, the lack of depth, lack of yeah. experience in the squad. 
Um, and that, for me, is is still one of the major failings of this season. I don't think anybody at the club thought that um, any of the fan base thought the club needed to go out and break the bank or bring in five or six experienced players or whatever else. But we've seen over recent years that if you go out and you add a couple of key players in key areas that have got a little bit more experience about them or a little bit more quality, then the rest of the model can operate okay. We saw it last season. You weren't having conversations around the board as much last year when Barnsley were knocking on the playoffs. And I think a lot of the concerns, as Steve's talked about and everything else around the ownership model and everything else, there's merits in it whether Barnsley are doing well or they're not doing well. But I, I just think from a football perspective that whoever's been in charge this year haven't been given the tools that they need and the club has failed to build on the platform that they were left by Valerian last year, um, both in the kind of style that and the discussion about the style last summer and then the, the backing last summer and in January. Yeah, Bassey and Keane are good signings. They've, they've looked really good. But maybe if there was um, an experienced midfielder that had come in with them, Barnsley might even be outside the bottom three right now. You know, it's all ifs, buts and maybes. But I think it's a, the fact that when it just came to mind we were having that conversation about some youngsters and how much we, you know, there's expectations on Wolf. I'm impressed with him. We think Hondemott can do this. It just shows you kind of where, where the club's at and, and why this season's turned out the way it has done. Yeah. Can I just throw um, in there? Let me just throw in there, just going back a little bit. You talked about Matty Wolf going on loan and coming back and being a better player. Tony Civic went out on loan and came back a better player and had two or three, if not more, really good games. Then he were gone. And the next thing, he's out at door and he's gone up Scotland. Now, that to me, is that a club decision? Is that a manager decision? Because to me, them sort of players, Civic, Civic could have done us a job. There's no two ways about that. Britain has had a shocking season. Absolute garbage from last season. And I don't know why, but you could say the same about two or three other players as well. But Toby Civic was a, a really good standing right-hand side centre-back, right-back. Could play right midfield as well. But he was let go. And again... Communication-wise, out of Barnsley, there were no real reason why he went. I, I think, in fairness to Civic, I think that had to do with the change of manager as well. I think Stendhal had a lot of trust in him, and then yeah. Struber took over, and Struber sort of like almost like Colds didn't touch him at all. Halme is another one. When we've seen Halme yeah. play in various roles, he's done a job, and now he's he's sort of like a almost like a sur surplus player, isn't he? Where you think, why not? But and I just want to two more things. Um, Listen, I'm, I'm not into predicting stuff because I'm not very good at it, put it that way. But I just want to show you the uh, fixtures for the bottom four clubs. So this is what Reading have got. So um, eight fixtures, very much like Barnsley. We're not going to go into all. So they, they, they play Barnsley. Um, Stoke, Cardiff, Sheffield United, so they can do us a favour. Uh, Reading, uh, sorry, Swansea, Hull, uh, West Brom, and they finish at Luton. Ian, if, if you at that, how, how would you class that sort of running for a for a team that's trying to stay in this division? It's similar to ours. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I think we, you know, uh, we've got Swansea, West Brom. Uh, if I'm honest, I think you can't look past Saturday. 
I think it, you can you can you can yeah. do all your point tallies you want, but if 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 come five o'clock we've been beat, yeah. it's all over, isn't it? I think that's a, I still yeah. think that's a tough running for them. I think yeah. um yeah. but then so's our next two after this one, two away at places where we very rarely get anything. Um, well, funnily you mentioned that because <laughs> listen, I'm going to have to show them. I've spent 45 minutes trying to get the hang of this. And um, the Reading match now, Millwall. The, go on. For me, for me, the whole the whole form yeah. is massive. Um, Reading, Peterborough must win. Blackpool, Preston must win because our home form is slightly better. The away form's atrocious, I, and I, and I pin my hopes on Blackpool and Preston probably not making the playoffs, and therefore, are they going to be on the beach? And they got nothing to play for. Whereas if, if, we, if we come to that Blackpool game and we're still in with it, you'd like to think the momentum will go with us. Um, but it it's still I, I think both run-ins are very comparable, but I think you can't look beyond Saturday. You really can't. Because if they come here and win two or three now, it's over, isn't it? Because we've lost yeah. what goal difference we had before the Sheffield United game. I think we had a more positive goal difference. That's been wiped out now. So sorry to poo-poo that a minute, Carlo. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I've shown it really quickly, so I feel like I've well, perhaps done. Um, Steve, if you were a betting man and, and you weren't a Barnsley fan, you, you look at the fixtures, you look how things stand now. Um, Reading, for obvious reasons, because they're above us, um, can can Barnsley do it? Or will Barnsley do it? Two if, different questions. If, if, I were, if I was a neutral... Um, and I've, you know, have I watched much Reading this season? No, not particularly. Do I know much about Reading? Not a great deal. The one thing I will say that I'm sure Reading has got that is the advantage over us is more than 11 players that can play on a Saturday afternoon. We've got 11 players and whatever's on bench. And at minute, whatever's on bench, we might as well just not bother. Yeah. Reading... You know what I mean? They don't influence anything. I'm sure Reading will have their 11 players and the substitutes that can all make a difference. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the difference between Reading and ourselves. What Poyer can do, you know, he's been, he's been an international manager, I suppose. So you, he's, got, he's got to have some sort of ideas of tactics and how he wants to play. And, I, you know what, I don't want to sound negative all the time. We have had some fairly decent results over the last few weeks. However, I am still not convinced that for the English Championship, he is the right man to take us any way forward at all. It's as though we're treading water at times. We show glimpses of... Um, you know, everybody pulls together and it looks, you know, we play some decent football. And then second half or next game, it's as though they've never seen each other before. Mm. And in a way, it's like watching kids football where they all fall at ball. There's no, there doesn't seem to be any tactics. There doesn't seem to be any plan. And then it changes again. And that, to me, there's too much uncertainty. It's Jekyll and Hyde, with the it? players, but with the manager as well. If I was a betting man, which obviously I'm not, because if I were, I wouldn't be sat here and have loads of money. Uh, I lost a tenner at Cheltenham, by the way, and I won't put any more on, but that's another story. Um, I just think on, on squad strength and experience, no, I, th I think Reading will do it. And if we do lose on Saturday, I, don't, I think talking's over. I think the talking's over. If we lose on Saturday, you might as well pack your bags and get gone. Because it'll affect not only the town, there'll be loads of people 
because let's face it, it's getting to that time for early bird season tickets. You know, come on in and get, you know, get Reg, Reg Plus and Reg Reserved and all this sort of thing and get a book of vouchers, which incidentally were a waste of time. I think... I'm still going about that because it's still a waste <laughs> of time. But... I think they're changing it, Steve. I think they're just going to have one model from what I've read from <clears> the previous uh, supporters. And listen, I, I want to finish on a positive note, which is very hard. <laughs> I'll shut play... up then, shall I? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to play Reading and it's an important match. So I just, and I know this is, the longest running Bantle FC podcast, but I just want to quickly talk about Rotherham. Rotherham are in the Papa John's final, and to me, yeah. Rotherham is where teams like Bantle should be looking. They've got a manager that seems to get the best out of each and every player. Some of the players they've got, Ladapo, McDonald, Smith, Ferguson, Greg, Matic Wood, are all 29 or 30 year olds. Richard Wood's 36, by the way, Matic's 31. They've got that mix of experience. They can bring an experienced player on the pitch to make a difference or to keep a lead. And everything that Barnsley probably want is because because Rotherham and Barnsley are often compared in size and, and everything else. And um, Adam, I heard your interview today um, with with Paul Warren. This forget Barnsley just for a moment. For South Yorkshire, this is a team to really get behind because this is a team that had an awful season the season before, but they've come back and what a season the Millers have had. Yeah, very... Paul One's clearly a very likeable guy. He's uh, very enigmatic. His uh, interviews always produce something uh, a little bit different and that's kind of why a lot of people like him outside of Rotherham. But, you know, he's been at the club now for nearly five and a half years as manager, clearly a lot longer as uh, coach and physio and player and everything else and the club absolutely runs through him and I think for him for what he's built for the way they've responded to going down with just minutes to go last season to have led the way in league one all season for them to win a trophy this weekend would be absolutely fantastic and it again shows what can happen if you give people time and what happens in football is that doesn't happen. With Rotherham, clearly they've got somebody that knows the club, buys into the club, loves the club and those people are very rare. You know, you don't get too many of those. Um, you know, maybe somebody like a, a Martin Devaney, if he was given an opportunity and the right backing and the right resources and everything else, you know, could go on and do it or a Bobby Hassel or whoever else. But They've got to be given an opportunity. And it kind of came out of necessity at the time when Kenny Jacket came and left so quickly and he was just thrust into it. And the first season didn't go well, got relegated. And then the, the rest is history. He still doesn't really like football management or doesn't see himself as that way. But it's difficult in terms of comparisons. I think Barnsley's ownership model is clearly very different to, uh, to, to Barnsley's. Um, Rotherham are, are locally owned. Um, Tony Stewart has a, a set budget. You know they're not in any trouble. A bit like Barnsley, um, I think Barnsley's budget is is more than than Rotherham's. Barnsley's fan base is is bigger as well. But there's certainly something to be said about how Rotherham have gone about things, how they've got their own way of doing it. They try and outwork people. They try and be positive. They try and just get cross after cross in the box and play to the strengths. And it's the way about it. And they've recruited well this year. And uh, after watching Barnsley at Oakwell on Saturday, I'm going to be heading down to Wembley on Sunday. And what an amazing weekend it would be if Barnsley can yeah. beat Reading and give themselves a real shot in the arm on Saturday. If Rotherham can come back with a piece of silverware, I think it, it, for, for two clubs in our patch, 
it would set up a really good end to the season with both teams hopefully being in the championship next season. Yeah. Ian, um, as, a, as a neutral, we're Barnsley fans, but when it comes to a team from South Yorkshire, are you one of those that sort of thing? You know, because I'm, I'm, I'm all rather me on Sunday because it's, it's 10 miles that way, slightly younger for you. Um, but it's, it's great, isn't it, for a team like Rotherham that are maybe unfashionable and people, you know, to achieve that and probably brings like memories of 2016 when, you know, when, when, when we went to Oakwell yeah. South. You behind the Millers on Sunday? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, like Adam was saying that the, the, the backstory there is, uh, is is a really good one, and it's it rooted in in the town and um, giving people time and recruit and 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 I wish all the the, the Rotherham fans a, a great weekend because I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll enjoy it and uh, shouldn't be jealous or anything of it. Should be uh, should be supportive of it. Yeah, I hope they bring the trophy back. Steve, what about you? No, I totally, totally agree with both guys. I mean, it just goes to show when you have got some continuity through a club, um, the difference, the differences that it can make. Um, not just with Paul Warren. I mean, look at what Chris Wilder did at Sheffield United. You know, people who have have a connection with a club, have a connection with a town, whether it's as a player or they've been on the coaching or whatever, they've got that. You know, they've got that love instilled into them, if you want to call it that. So they want to fight that little bit extra. It's not just another job in another town, possibly in another country. Um, but no, all the best to Rotherham. I, I, hope they, I hope they do come back with that silverware. Uh, to round off then, uh, obviously, because we need to do it, don't we? Um, Barnsley versus Reading. Alumni intro- introduction on the pitch. and um, Some real legends. Um, I think some of them, we should give a pair of boots and stick them on the bench. So we've got a bit of strength in depth. Uh, Adam, I know, obviously, as a journalist and a BBC journalist, um, what do you think? Let's put it that way. I'm not going to put you on the spot. I don't think that's fair. But what what could Bandley do? And don't say win, lose or draw. But what, what do you think the match will, uh, the outcome will be? It's, you know what, it's, I'm going to get off the fence and I will give an actual answer, but I I, (laughs) I think you could, you could genuinely make arguments for anything, you know, both Reading and Barnsley, Reading in particular have had so many opportunities to pull away and haven't taken them. Barnsley, just when you think they've got a little game, they have another performance where it doesn't go. We could literally see anything this Saturday. Um, Head and heart and all that kind of stuff. I really want Barnsley to do it. Do I think they will? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, this Saturday. I genuinely think because Reading are looking over the shoulder that they've had all these opportunities that there'll probably be a little bit more pressure on them going into it. Um, and I know that Barnsley are the team chasing that are there, but I think there's probably less expectation on Barnsley and, and the fans with how the season has gone. I think uh, Reading are, are clearly in a lot of financial trouble. They're looking over the shoulder. They've brought Paul Ince in. Um, they have got a lot of you know talent there that's not not delivering. And there'll just be more expectation, I think, if Barnsley can kind of just refresh themselves and, and give it a bash, then they can come out with a narrow win this weekend. Yeah. Ian, as uh, I read the latest Stags book, you said it, it's all about one game at a time, which you've, you know, um, you've said this evening. How do you see it going at Hawkwell Saturday? Could be anything. Could be 5-4. Could, could be absolutely anything, because ultimately Barnsley are going to come out and have a go. Um I still find it bizarre that Reading, when they beat us in October, were one point off playoffs. And look at them now. They've absolutely dropped like a stone. I think if we play anything like we played against Fulham at home or against Middlesbrough in that first half, we'll beat them. We've just got to have that confidence and belief to go out, 
and play it like a cup final, like Rotherham have got a cup final, and just go out and win that game. So, curse me, but I'll go 2 0. Steve? <laughs> you know what? Obviously, heart of a head, you want you want Barnsley. Of course, I want Barnsley to win. Of course, I do. Um, you're way up. Both squads, both managers, both teams. I agree with Adam. I think more more of the pressure will be on Reading on Saturday because they they are a bigger club. You know, they have got players that are known. They have got a manager that is known. So they are going to be under some pressure. Um, I think we've just got to turn up as fans, get behind the team, definitely. Um, but on flip to that, and I, I hate to say it, but the players have got to turn up. And we've got to have 11 men, and I say men, not boys, 11 men on that field on Saturday, and they've all got to stand up. It's no good if just 10's playing or nine, which has been most games this season, 11 men have got to turn up on Saturday and put put literally put their lives on the line to get that three points. If we get three points on Saturday, there's no guarantee we'll stop up, but it's that proof that we can do it when chips are down yeah. and season tickets need renewing, boys are going to do it. Simple as that. Um, I, I'll, really quickly, um... I can't help but think that we always seem to play better against the better teams. Um, and, and Reading is just not one of those teams. I think they're going to frustrate us. Um, and I'll go for a draw that really neither side does any good. Um, but we will finish on a positive note. And um, Adam, first of all, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Same yeah. to you, of course, Ian and Steve. Um, let's hope that Barnsley do get the win. And that sets off a really pleasant journey to Oakwell South for you, Adam. Uh, so you can commentate for all the South Yorkshire listeners and, and let's hope rather than bring that trophy home to South Yorkshire. Yeah. Adam, thank you very much for joining Pleasure. us. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks, Jen. Ian, thank you very much again and see you soon. Yes, you will. Steve, keep smiling, mate. <laughs> Try my best. Try my best. I've got a drink. We're all right. Jobs are good and cheers. Thanks very much, everyone. Right. I've stopped recording. At... I like to get more. That extra scoop of ice cream, that extra 20% off, and of course, saving at the pump. And now that I'm in the market for a new car, I'm looking at a Honda, specifically the HRV crossover. It's already part of Honda's fuel-efficient lineup. Plus, I get more of those extras I love at a price I'm happy to pay, like wireless Apple CarPlay and available all-wheel drive. No more cords, and I'm ready for adventure. Find your perfect Honda and get more. See your local Honda dealer today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Find beatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.